Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Chiefs etched their names into the history books. The 49ers are once again left picking up the pieces. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. For the second time in two tries, the San Francisco 49ers had a double-digit lead on Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And then he said, look what you made me do. (laughs) Multiple drives in the fourth quarter to tie or take the lead. And then in overtime, the touchdown to McCole Hardman on almost the exact same play that they used to beat the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Patrick Mahomes becomes the first quarterback since Tom Brady to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And the only other quarterback besides Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl in overtime. Chris Clark from Locked On Chiefs joins me now. And Chris, it's three in five years. And yet this feels like the most flawed Chiefs team we've seen with Patrick Mahomes how in the heck did they do this again their defense I I mean it's it's their defense gave them the chance in this game but it's also Patrick Mahomes I mean you know one of my favorite guys that I used to talk to uh, before he passed away a couple years ago is Therese Paylor and he would call this an over my dead body type game and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what Mahomes did Uh, he looked at this and just said nope not losing this one and willed them to victory I mean the fourth and one run uh, and then the next play, either it was the next play or the play right after that and runs for another 15 or 20. I mean, you know, shades of the game last year where he kind of did the same to the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, you're sitting there going and you're watching the game thinking they're letting the, cl- the clock get really close down to zero <laughs> before they run the play. And, and McCall Hardman gets it. And it's the exact same motion. It's corn dog. It's corn dog all over again. And McCall Hardman gets the touchdown. So, so awesome to watch. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, 333 yards passing and also was the team's leading rusher. You mentioned those two runs on that last drive. And it felt like an over my dead body game because Mahomes willed them to a win. And and this game, it seems very, very bad for the rest of the league, Chris, because as I mentioned, this this was at least offensively the most flawed team that, that they've had in the Patrick Mahomes era. And the best roster in football with arguably the best play caller in football still couldn't beat them. How, how do you, how do you put all of this into perspective here? Three in the last five years. Well, and they played in four. That's the crazy thing. Right. I mean, you, you know, I Patrick know has never not been to the conference title game as a starter, right? <laughs> Six straight years. That's, that's crazy too. Uh, you know, you look at this and, and Mahomes is doing something that it's, you know, he's ahead of pace of what Tom Brady did. And I, and I know that a lot of people say that's, you know, sacrosanct. You shouldn't say that because, you know, Brady won seven. Mahomes is only now one three. Mahomes is 28. Right. If, if he plays for another 15 years, which he could uh, easily play in for another 10, uh, considering he's always in the conference championship game just because <laughs> that's the way they've been, you would have to think he's got a pretty good chance of catching Brady. And the other question, when, you know, when you start looking at that is, does it really matter if he gets past seven to pass Tom Brady with some of the things that he can do that Brady never could? Uh, it's a whole different discussion. But when you look at this game and what you and what it meant for Mahomes and what it meant for this team, you're absolutely right. This is the most flawed team they have had in the Super Bowl. 
Uh, they lost Joe Tooney. He wasn't able to go. That was a huge loss for them. Uh, obviously, he'll be back next year. But the best thing about everything that you're looking at is Kansas City's in a situation where I think they're $25 million under the cap for 2024 right now. Uh, with a couple of moves, I think they easily get to 40. And if Mahomes wants to free up or if they want to free up a lot more money, they could free up a lot more money and restructure his contract and have close to $70 million. That gives you money to bring back a guy like Chris Jones. It gives you money to bring back a guy like Legereus Sneed. Maybe you can get back Drew Tranquil. And then you're in a situation where you still have money to go out and get a number one wide receiver before you get to the draft. And the craziest thing about this team is the way that they have drafted year after year after year has what has got the, has got them to where they are. I was actually talking about this on Twitter the other day. Willie Gay, Legereus Sneed, and Michael Dana all came in that 2020 class right after they played the Niners the last time. And look at the big plays that they made in this game. Willie Gay maybe didn't have you know heady plays. Legereus Sneed was one of the best players on the field. I mean, it's a struggle against that unit of the 49ers, and he gave up a couple things, but they've just hit home runs in every single draft for the past several years. And that is why they are so good. Are we, are we there with the D word yet? Chris, are you ready? Are you ready to slap dynasty on this right now? Patrick Mahomes afterwards said we're just starting. Yeah. yeah I think it's the dynasty. And, and when Kelsey says that he's coming back for next year, after people have been questioning whether or not he's going to retire, uh, you know, if they're able to revamp the offense just a little bit and give Patrick better weapons for next season, uh, you have the youngest defense in the league playing in the Super Bowl and helped the Chiefs win it, and they can bring most of those guys back on pretty relatively small deals uh, and go for a third Super Bowl with adding offensive firepower. That's got to be scary for the rest of the NFL. When the the Chiefs were down, there were some there were some sloppy penalties in the first half. They're down ten nothing. Yeah. You've got Travis Kelsey and and Andy Reid getting into like a, a physical altercation on the sideline. Yep. When you have Patrick Mahomes, like as you're sitting there watching, how confident were you in, in where they were? Cause I, I, I frankly was going, this is so uncharacteristic of this team. This is supposed to be the experienced team. And they looked anything, but in that first half, how confident were you that they could turn it around? If I'm being honest, not very, uh, I mean, and I hate saying that, but the problem was what you saw in the chiefs playoff games going into this week was they've been playing mistake-free football right and they were beating themselves and i'm not trying to take anything away from the 49ers they played fantastic their defense is playing great they're flying to the ball they're doing everything they need to do but the chiefs were also beating themselves up as well the turnovers when you sit there and you look at those um holmes's interception was the worst throw he's had in the playoffs by far it's not even close uh, pacheco fumbling the ball that cost them probably at least three points, if if not, maybe a touchdown at that point. Uh, all the penalties that they were getting, the sacks, the offensive line couldn't stop anybody at that point, uh, and it was it showed. I mean, it looked like the 49ers were going to run away with the game. So the confidence wasn't there because they reverted back to what they had been doing. But then you get into the second half, and you see what they had been doing pretty much the entire playoffs. The defense basically shut the door on San Francisco for the most part. And the offense started moving the ball. They started figuring out at the end of the second quarter, and they were able to get things done in the third and fourth. And they almost won it. If if Mahomes sees Rasheed Rice at the end of the fourth quarter, this game doesn't even go to overtime because Rice is open down the middle of the field, wide open. And and that was presumably what they were talking about on the sideline when when it yep. looked like they were getting in into it. And and that was a particularly weird one because it was like, well, yes, they didn't score, but they got the field goal. They forced overtime. 
the, the last thing, if you weren't that confident or as confident, at least down 10, nothing, what about in overtime going and needing to score? You had to believe that that was going to, that, that they were going to get at least a field goal, right? Oh yeah. I mean, when you saw, when you sat there and you watch what Mahomes did and ends, you know, I'm sitting there watching this game at a watch party and people are sitting there going, why did the chiefs or, you know, why did the 49ers you know, want the ball or what? I'm that sitting a, there saying, did you think that, that was a strange choice? I did. I did too. And I actually was sitting there going, I want the, if I, I wish the chiefs would have won because I would have deferred, I would have done exactly what happened. Uh, yeah. So when they took the ball, I was like, okay, thank you. That's exactly what I would have wanted because now you know exactly what you need to win. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, it matters to an extent what they do, but you know exactly what you have to do. And it's you're in four down territory the entire time, which is a huge advantage. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, how do you bounce back from losing the Super Bowl? Well, the 49ers would like to know. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. The Milwaukee Bucks home dogs tonight to the defending champion Denver Nuggets. FanDuel has Giannis and Dame time as a point and a half under dogs. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you covering 24-7, the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. For the second time, the 49ers had the lead in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes breaks their heart. Eric Crocker from Locked On 49ers joins me now. And, and Croc, uh, when Patrick Mahomes got the ball after the 49ers kicked the field goal to, to open overtime, how sure were you that they were going to score? I would say I was more sure that they were going to score a touchdown than a field goal or not score at all. Uh, even on the fourth and when short play, you know, I, I think uh, all week we talked about, you know, who was scared of, felt like the 49ers were a better team. Uh, throughout this entire time, throughout this week, the two weeks of preparation. But the equalizer was Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. 49ers had several opportunities to potentially put them away. They weren't able to do that. And when you put them in a situation where Mahomes has the game to either tie or take the lead and win, uh, that's not something that you ideally want to be in with if you're the 49ers. And uh, that's what it came down to. So unfortunately, 49ers ended up on the wrong side of things there. The last time this happened with San Francisco, uh, it seemed to cause Kyle Shanahan to go, I need to, I need to figure out something else going on with the quarterback. Brock Purdy, I thought, played really well in this game. But when you see Patrick Mahomes across the way exert his will on this one the way that he does, does it change anything, do you, do you think, about the way the 49ers view this version of the team? Uh, I'm not sure it changes anything. I, I think from you know my perspective and a lot of people's perspective, uh, you, you knew that. You need someone that is able to, you know, go above the X's and O's. You know, a lot of people like to say that that's a popular phrase. And 
when you have to go up against Mahomes, and even if it wasn't Mahomes, it would be a Lamar Jackson or it would be a Josh Allen. At some point, you're going to need someone that can outdo those guys. And, you know, I talked about earlier about Brock Purdy had several opportunities. And if you go back to 2019, it was very similar. Fortnite were able to score. They were able to get uh, a 10-point lead, really, in both games. Yeah. And they needed their offense to make a few plays. They needed their, their quarterback to make a few plays. And in both instances, they weren't able to do that. So uh, I think a lot of 49er fans, if we go on X, you know, or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and you look, there will be a lot of why wasn't Kyle Shanahan running the ball more. But in my opinion, it looked like the Kansas City Chiefs were saying, hey, we're going to load the box. We're going to load up against the run and we're going to make your quarterback beat us. And now two times in the road, the quarterback wasn't able to do that. 2019 and now in 2023, it felt like for nearly the entire season, the 49ers were the best team. So how do you move forward then? What do you, what has to change for this team to get over the hump? Or is it just like get lucky enough to not have to play Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? It's as simple as that. It might be just get lucky enough to not have to play him. You know, that, that was the big question for me with a, a lot of my, you know, 49er people is where, where do you go from here if you lose this game? You know, last year you could say, well, you lost your quarterback in the conference championship game at the very beginning of the game. So, oh, you get him back, you'll be a better team. But I don't know how much better the team can be. And even if you look at this defense, for most of this game, the defense played fairly well considering who they're going up against. And even if you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team, maybe not the best version of KC that we can see. A lot of guys coming on as the season went on, guys like Shea Rice, uh, you know, running back position, you got Pacheco, and he's solid. But I don't know if this is the very best uh, Kansas City Chiefs team that we'll see. And even then, you weren't able to beat that team because of who's that quarterback. So uh, it's tough. And as a 49er uh, content creator, podcaster, fan, that is a tough question. You know, where do you go from here? And I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know. Well, and that's going to be that, the big question they're going to have to answer over the next six or so months. As you look back at this game in, let's say, five years, what do you think will be the moment that you'll point to and go, this was where the game was really lost? Oh, that's easy. And whether it's right now or five years from now, it'll be the same answer. Before the half, Kyle Shanahan had an opportunity to call yes. timeouts with around a minute left, and he did not do it. He played it passive. Mina Kimes, she commented. She said, Croc, he's playing with the lead. That's why he's playing like that. He's not going to do it. And my rebuttal to that was, well, the Chiefs are going to get points right now, and they're going to get the ball back after halftime. If you are going to knock this team out, you have to be more aggressive. You have to be playing and calling the game to win. And I thought in that instance right there, that was a great opportunity for Kyle Shanahan to prove that. Uh, he didn't do it. He allowed a lot of time to milk off the clock. They ultimately got the ball back round one play. And from there, the game ended up being a lot tighter than it potentially could have been otherwise. Now, what the 49ers have scored, we don't know. But to me, I look at that situation there and say that was a huge opportunity. Other people might point to a missed extra point, yeah. things like that. But to me, with the mindset, it is right there before halftime. The confidence that you're instilling in your offense and your defense. You had an opportunity to do it, and you didn't. Yeah, and, and he played extremely conservative in, in the divisional round against Green Bay, going, going for the field goal when they had time to be more aggressive. And that almost cost them in that one as well. That is that is the one play, Croc, it seems to me that if you're going to criticize Kyle Shanahan, those moments when he can be aggressive, the, the go kick decisions in the in you know in plus territory, 
that he still is not really where the rest of the league is in terms of being aggressive in those moments. He's an incredible, like he's the scheme God, but, but why do you think in those moments he can get a little conservative? He's saying that he's playing to the analytics. I think he, you know, he just like everyone else has a guy that's in his ear and telling him the numbers, but ultimately it's up to him and he decides which way he wants to go with it. And in the Packers game, he said the analytics said kill the clock and, you know, kick an extra point or kick a field goal and then get the ball back at halftime. In this game, I'm curious to see what the analytics said there, but this was a little bit more different because Again, Kansas City had the opportunity to score even a touchdown at that time and was getting the ball back after the half. Uh, I thought the defense, for the most part, played as well as you would you would hope, holding a team down for most of the game. It just wasn't enough. As a as someone who has covered the 49ers, I understand that that the 80s was a long time ago. But people are people are saying that this is now three and five years for the Chiefs, that this is a dynasty from a 49ers perspective, is it? It's the greatest quarterback I've seen. Now, you, you referenced the 80s. I was born in 87. So it's not like I got to see, you know, prime or any really much Montana at all, right. you know, at a youthful age. But as far as quarterbacks go, we got to watch Tom Brady and how good he was. Uh, this is Patrick Mahomes being in, what, four, four Super Bowls now in his six years and hasn't played in anything less than the conference championship game. It's hard to say that this isn't the best start to anyone's career and that he's not on a trajectory to be really the greatest thing we've ever seen at the quarterback position. And unfortunately for the 49ers, they've had to play against him twice now in the biggest game. Feeling a little bit Utah jazzy against Michael Jordan's Bulls a little bit right now. I would say that's a great comparison with Stockton and Malone and how good they were. And they kept running into a guy named Michael Jordan. <laughs> Stay up to date all year on the San Francisco 49ers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On 49ers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. No, we didn't get a Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift proposal on the sidelines at the Super Bowl, but we did get Travis Kelsey getting up close and personal with Andy Reid in the first half. Out of frustration, Kelsey runs into Andy Reid and almost knocks him over trying to make some kind of point. So what happened? <laughs> yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> Um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score, you know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time, so I, listen, I appreciate him. I was just telling him how much I love him. Yeah, he was emotional today, so, um, I, I get it, I mean, listen, I had five kids, so I, I, I get how that goes. Um, the part I love is he loves to play the game, and he wants to help his team win. I mean, it's not a selfish thing, that's not what it is, and I understand that. And so as much as, um, you know, he bumps into me, I get after him. And we understand that. Um, he just caught me off balance. Big missed opportunity to go, you need to calm down. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, how different will the Philadelphia Eagles look next season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.